This is Unique Radio. Follow us on social media at We Unique Radio. That's We Unique Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Unique Radio. And last week, we had my man, Emac, great friend of mine. We go back so many years, and we have so much to talk about, so we're going to have him back again. Emac, I apologize. We had a couple little technical issues, but you got to slow down. You got Listen, when you're in the car, do me a favor, please. Pull over, hold your hand on a light pole. We can get you in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, we go so far back. And a big shout to Derek Hampton and also Charlie that was in the locker room at that time. You know, I know that uh, they were checking in. They were like, damn, we didn't get the shout out, Will. <laughs> so there you go. You got your shout. Nice. And uh, we got Ricky Medina and, and, of course, Jimmy behind the boards. Man, the holiday, I don't know, sometimes with the holiday, it throws the whole week off. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Like, it just throws the whole week off. Um, but all in all, the weather was pretty nice. Barbecues was popping. You know what I'm saying? Little I, little on and off overcast. It yeah, could have definitely here. been sunnier. Yeah, yeah here. Why, you weren't here? You were on Long Island, right? Yeah, I was on Long Island. Yeah. I wasn't traveling. I wish I was traveling, oh, but, uh, but I wasn't. Uh, it's been a short week. Because of the holiday, um, you know, just uh, sometimes I just like re- try to recap my week and it becomes like blank. It's like Groundhog Day. Like every right. day is like the I'm same. Like, well, no, that at unique is never the same. That's the problem. It's just like, but so much goes on that with the emails, the calls, the guys, the obligations, the this, the that, um, the signature card. <laughs> <laughs> Just all of these things that are going through my head. You know what I'm saying? You should have did a sound effects on that one. <laughs> Come right. on, Jimbo. Oh, there, you there you go. He volleyed <laughs> that up for you. <laughs> you got to go. spike that down. Yeah. So, but how was everybody else's week? Uh, my week wasn't as eventful as yours, but uh, I definitely enjoyed the holiday despite the overcast, a little bit of rain, barbecued, had a few cocktails and chilled out. But nice. yeah, it's been a good nice. week. You know, whenever you have that Monday Memorial Day, or that three-day weekend or three-day weekend in general, it, it sets off the week in a nice way. It gets you down to relax. You hang out with your family. So right. it was it was cool. It was a good week. What I have to uh, disagree with that because when I have off on a Monday, the only thing I can think about is what I have to make up for from that Monday on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. And my week gets super, super crazy when it comes to just like my work schedule. What did so. you do, Jeff? I did the same thing. I just barbecued. And I, I also love a three-day weekend because... <laughs> I just realized like on Sunday, like I know that I'd be like, all right, now I have to get back in the mode to get ready to go back to work. And you didn't come to work here on Monday. No, no, I didn't. But I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying on a normal Sunday, that's what I'd be like at about three o'clock on Sunday. That's when I start getting ready now for Monday, preparing for work. But when it's a three day weekend and you have Monday off, it's nice because you're like, oh, man, I have a whole nother day to relax. So that's what I really loved about it. But that's obvious. That was very opposite of what Medina was saying. Oh, that she is was very like, opposite. She was like, you were enjoying that the Monday. She was like, I'm enjoying Monday the is cool day. that it's off, but she's but saying you know, that Monday is cool, but she knows that it's crazy. Right. Hell yeah. And not only that. like <laughs> Jimmy, so, Jimmy's like very passive. Like, ah, it is what it <laughs> is. Well, the past weekend, I was out on Long Island, and then right. I decided to go back into the city on Sunday. See, that was a smart move, though. But I did that because I'm like, all right, even though I'd have off on Monday, the whole day I'm going to be thinking, okay, what time should I leave? When's the right. traffic? The Am I going to find parking? Guess what? When I went in on Sunday, I found a parking spot and I didn't have to move it all week because there was holiday two holidays during the week right. where the alternate side wasn't in effect. Nice. So nice. I got very lucky. So I spent my Monday in the city chilling out, which was really nice. But still, the whole day, I'm like, I got to wake up at 5.15 in the morning because that's my day every day, 5.15, and I don't get home till 7, and that's pretty wow. much my life. That sucks. Oh, yeah. you know what I did Monday? I remember now. It took what? a little while. I've never really done this. Jimmy has put me on to... I think it was a year ago. Shade, what is it? Shades of Blue? Shades of Blue. Oh, J-Lo. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, with Ray Liotta? Yeah. No, with J-Lo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ray, Ray Liotta is on it. But he is on it. Ray yeah. is on it. So, but mostly J-Lo. Wait, what's yeah. the name of the show? Shades of Blue. Shades oh, of Blue. For some reason, oh, I thought Fifty amazing. Shades of Grey. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It, it, so I watched that Monday. It started at noon at 12 o'clock, and I missed the whole season, too. Right. We kind of so, fell off of it a little bit. Yeah, so I, fu- I, I just stopped watching it. So I was like, oh, snap. 
I missed out on it. So I went to episode one of season two ah. at 12 o'clock. Right. Then after that was watch. done, then I went to episode two. Then I went to three. Then I went to four. Marathon. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sudden, how long are each of these episodes? They're an hour. They're an hour. Oh, wow. So by, well, the, time I, by the time I looked, it was around almost like 745 <laughs> in the evening. It's crazy how that I've happens. I've never done that. I just I, I sat on the couch and just watched this because oh, I mean I it's that. something about J Lo in a lingerie, right. fighting crime. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a potent mix. The, the la- I don't want to give away the whole last. Step. I mean the well, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, she was she was in this lingerie and she's fighting crime. Yeah. Spoiler amazing, alert! Yeah. Spoiler alert! Right. <laughs> wait, wait, what's this show about? Because now I'm starting to remember seeing commercials. Yes, you definitely J-Lo. saw commercials. It's on. It's on it's what on, NBC? It's on, it's on NBC. It's so about she's falling off a little bit. J Lo. No, what do you what? mean? Falling off? She just what? Well, she's she, killing it right now. You, you idiot! Hey, how <laughs> dare you say she fell off? So, oh, she got World of Dance right now. Yeah, she's, she's just it. she's hosting this over new 10 show million about people. You also, I think on NBC. Yeah, bugging. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. What's the show anyway? But it's uh, there. Uh, she's a detective, right? New York City Police Department. Ray Liotta's her boss. It's a hot show. There's a little bit of, you know, corruption, possibly. Um, and it's the whole corruption. F- of course, they picking up they picking up all kind of packages. That's a pretty right, unoriginal exactly. premise. <laughs> it's an unoriginal premise, but nah, the show's great. There's J-Lo, like so there's that, you know. Nah, oh! <laughs> exactly. Now you got him on point. Before yeah, we'll- so that's what I was watching on Monday. I watched the whole thing. Then it was Tuesday. Then it was Wednesday. Then it's you know, just nonstop. Right. But uh, I'm still, I don't know what, what happened Tuesday. <laughs> I know what happened Monday. <laughs> you know, what's, I don't know. I guess when you start getting older, you start forgetting things. And things All just happen to fly by so fast sometimes. Like, yeah. I literally have to think. I'm like, wait, what did I do like an hour ago? Like, I really have to sit there and really think. And then all of a sudden, it just like appears in my brain. Right. I'm like, oh, I went to the store. And then I'm like, how did I just all of a sudden forget this whole big part of my day? I don't know. I guess it just happens that way. Yeah, there it is. It's it's a blessing to be busy though, because when you have too much time on your hands, you just sit around feeling unproductive, wondering what everyone else is doing. So right. be happy that you're as busy and productive as everyone is and around the table, you know? Yeah, exactly. And we got a little guest here. We do. I thought we that was do. a leprechaun at first. I was looking for the pot of gold. Yeah, hold on a second. Will say hi. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what are you having? Doritos? So yeah, he's got Dorito little, residue. Little Will has just shy. joined us in the studio. Yes, he has. Little Will is in the studio. He's got Doritos all over his fingers. Right. And Don't touch me. Yeah, exactly. Me messy right now. Yeah, I'll I could what. just see the I could just see the OCD spinning in his head right now. He's thinking about all the things that Will touched on his way to the studio <laughs> with the Dorito fingers. <laughs> Listen, Dorito fingers are good. They are. All right, listen, wa- listen. Watch some of this pet patrol thing going on. Look at this truck. This thing is hot. Yeah, that thing is like a mix between monster, monster, monster. What the show on Nick Junior? And here. Well, when Remy? he when he was in here earlier, we just put oh, on God, the Nick Junior. Awesome. The Nick Junior. There you go. Yeah, Remy's like Mary Poppins. Our, apparently, taking our Sports Center trucks. TV away in the studio, and now we're watching <laughs> but on, cartoons. On a, on a serious note, all right, listen, let's. <laughs> on a serious note, what do we got going on? I see we got something here with the Hyundai. Tell me what's going on here, Medina. Well, Hyundai is betting that it's better to introduce a new small crossover than ever. Why'd you um, do the I like the jazz hands? Yeah. Well, okay, so basically Hyundai doesn't necessarily have a crossover yet, right? And obviously there's a huge market with Right, they crossover. have cars and they have SUVs. Yeah, but there's no SUVs. necessarily like actual crossovers. So basically right. for 2018, uh, Hyundai is coming out with the Kona. And it's a subcompact SUV right. um, set to arrive in the United States next year. And I feel like this is what will be the competition to the Honda HRV and the Jeep Renegade. Right. But before it comes to the United States, it actually it, looks nice. Yeah, it's actually really nice. But before it comes to the United States, it's actually going to Europe first. Really? Yeah. So when are we? Do they? Say, does it say when we're expected to see it in the U.S.? Um, in 2018. So oh, at some okay. point so next prob- year. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think they're it's probably gonna, getting it now, or somewhere around now, if I they're would, getting it first. I would assume so when it's going to go to Europe first. Yeah. So for all of our international listeners, you'll probably see it before us. But I, I saw a picture of it online. The thing looks amazing. I mean, I'm not really a, a fan of Hyundai, to be honest, but 
I mean, it's it's a sexy photo. Can I, mean, I see a picture did, of it? Because nice, the angle, nice it looks like it's in the dark. You know, I don't want to say... I don't want to say it's that I was never photo. a fan of Hyundai. <laughs> However, there was a moment I feel in like the history of Hyundai where all of a sudden everyone was driving everyone one. was driving one. Yeah. yeah, it went from like but, zero to six. But I think it's because when they came out with the Hyundai Assurance, which was the hundred thousand a mile ten year powertrain, like what right. are the, what is the one thing Americans love? We love a warranty, right? right? Because it gives us a guarantee that even if we purchase something, that we know that we will, right. if something goes wrong, it'll be fine, and we could take care of it. And I think after that all these other companies started bringing out their version of their powertrain warranty but i think that's what kind of set hyundai apart everyone's like you know what that's and the, they car had I'm gonna the get. biggest one it was like oh, 10 years yeah 100,000 100, miles. miles that's huge right you know so i think that's the selling point for a lot of people and after that i think hyundai just kind of made it made its mark and i think now if you drive a hyundai it's not that big of a deal where when it first came out it's like why you drive a hyundai so for those of you who are listening um this, the car, the the crossover, the Kona, kind of looks a little bit like a like a Nissan Juke. It's like that size of a vehicle. If you've seen that driving around, so listen. At the end of the day, we live in a culture that if you're not doing, it's always what the next thing is. Yeah, it's, so it's you constantly can't stay evolving. the same, right? You have to, you know, next stock level. stockholders are expecting you to to you know beat the bottom line from last year. Mm-hmm. So. This, I think this is their attempt. I, it looks good. I, I hope they're successful with it. We'll see. At a t- you know, only time will tell. Plus, yeah. so there's always that, that car that comes from a manufacturer that happens to be a little bit cheaper on the market than other cars. That right. car that comes along every, I'd say, five to seven years, that's just a really good-looking car right. that all of a sudden it drops, and then you just see a million of them on the road. So. I'm very interested to see, though, if they're going to come out with a hybrid version of this car? Probably. I would think so cuz that's what I think that's kind of where they're going. I'm not sure if they have uh I think they do have a hybrid version of other vehicles right now, but it'll be interesting to see if they come out with that in, in this model. Well, I think a lot of car companies are giving their versions of whatever their hybrid is. Right. And I really believe obviously like this is the future. Like hybrid vehicles or 100 complete electric. Uh, electric. Right. And Speaking of which, you know, even with the electric cars, you know, when you're driving down the highway, there's actually some rest areas that you could pull over and yes. uh, power your vehicle. Tesla's with. putting those yeah, all several over the country. Ma- several, yeah. several manufacturers, including Tesla, a lot of mun- municipalities now are getting involved and saying, hey, we want to we want to help, you know, move this green initiative along. So we'll pay to put in the power stations. And it kind of gives people. Uh, you know, a peace of mind because, you know, one of the things that I think you think about if you're looking at especially an all electric vehicle, not just a hybrid in particular, but you always have to think about, OK, where am I going? And, you know, if I run low on battery, am I going to be able to charge it? So now you're starting to see all these different places around. You see them at the malls. Now they have some of the malls have charging stations, which is really cool. Medina said some of the rest areas on the highways are putting. Oh, yeah, they're starting to put them in. They're putting stuff. But I I have to be honest, though. I don't know if it's something that you have to, like, put a credit card in and pay for a certain amount of time way, or if it's, it's for there, free. But I that is like, an option. Yeah. And actually, so uh, last week, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there was a telecommunic- uh, telecommunications uh, company called Qualcomm. And oh, they, I remember them. They used yeah. to make cell phones. Well, mm-hmm. they tested a hundred meter stretch of road just outside of Paris, where they wired um, like special coils in the asphalt. And wait, they, in the road? Yeah. So what they did was the road had metal coils embedded into the asphalt, right? And right. each space was about a foot apart. And what they did was they tried to create an electromagnetic field that essentially uh, transmits energy to a receiver to a car's battery so that you could actually drive on this asphalt and that's how you're powering your battery. So it's basically a, a road that charges electric cars. Wow. So before we were talking about having to think about where you're going to go and are you going to be able to charge it, now I feel like with this they're trying to say, hey, you don't even have to think about that anymore. We're just going to we're going to we're going to make the roads 
charge your car charge while your car. you're driving. Yeah, exactly. Because of these coils. So like you could That's just amazing. be driving and you're essentially just, just basically uh, charging your car. And I think the way they would have it done is like the HOV lane. You know how there's like a separate lane for HOV? It would right. be like a separate charging lane. But I think it's still safe to just drive your car on even if it wasn't like right. an electric car. Right. But I just well, think... Well, there are so many things that use electromagnetics in them that you probably don't even realize. Like a lot of traffic lights are triggered by electromagnets. So when you pull up to a traffic light, have you ever noticed like if it's 11 o'clock at night, you pull up to an intersection and all of a sudden two seconds Oh, because you later, hit the sensor. Right. That's electromagnetic. So yeah. a lot of that stuff is already embedded in the road, but it looks like now they've figured out a way for that to charge your electric yeah. vehicle too, which is really cool. Well, I have to say I'm just always so fascinated by science. I'm, I love science. It's something that I've always been into, like whether it's, you know, um, moving forward with being green or this new technology or even things that come to like, you know, astrophysics. And actually, uh, Ricky had mentioned this to me earlier and I was like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Ricky, you were telling me this crazy story about stuff about space. Why don't you tell me what it was? Elaborate. Nice. So. Space. Everyone's hearing about what Elon Musk is doing. He has a, a SpaceX, which is commercial space flight. Eventually, they want to have people going to space. Remember, Richard Branson did it with Virgin Galactic. Yes. I don't know what the hell happened with that. Now, Elon Musk is building burrowing. I mean, that he's, yeah. he's turning into a Bond villain, that guy. Exactly. Well, another company. Either that or Iron Man. Yeah, either that or Iron Man. Exactly. So, there's another guy who is now a big player in the... <sighs> space flight commercial space flight industry in a different way this guy robert bigelow from las vegas and he made his money in real estate but now he started bigelow aerospace and what they've created and they've been working on it for years they just started testing it out it's an inflatable attachment to the space station so you can uh, shoot this inflatable attachment up into space on one of those new controlled rockets that are reusable right and once it connects to the space station it'll inflate and you look at the inside of this thing we're speaking of you know james bond movies it really looks like something out of the movie moonraker and it's crazy because remember when we were kids the space shuttle was such a huge deal right you'd watch it take off it was a, a big event and it was all nasa now these private companies like spacex and Bigelow Aerospace are taking over the game and right. they're really kind of changing how we're viewing space travel and really speeding up the process. Whereas NASA, right. it took. Yeah, forever. I mean, you can only get so far with government, you know, spending and all. The, exactly. You know. So sometimes you need private private enterprise in there to uh, help speed things along. A little but bit. I also feel like at, at a certain time, there weren't as many like billionaires around that can actually utilize their money towards this new technology because right. all this stuff, SpaceX and all that, like back in the day when NASA was just discovering all these things, yeah. you know, there wasn't, I don't think there was many people thinking outside the box of all this, right. you know, latest technology. Now we're so technology advanced. And I think that's why people are like, Oh, well maybe I could do that too. Or maybe right. I could do that too. And, and I think that's why we're just seeing it more. When you get yeah. that much money, you get bored. Exactly. Yeah. Jeff Bezos from um, Amazon. Amazon, who yeah. Is quickly becoming the richest man in the world. He's getting involved in a uh, space flight play as well. So I think it's incredible. I love space. I literally, when, when we all get up to space, we're going to need things delivered by Amazon. So I'm glad he's on that. Well, the drones didn't work out. If, if Prime... If I'm not able to get my prime deliveries in space, I'm going to be really upset. I but agree. the thing that scares me about this is it's inflatable. So someone's going to be in space in a tube from a water park. It's uh, actually very durable. They launched one about a year ago. It may have been a little bit more than a year. And they had no issues. It, really? It basically orbited the Earth a bunch of times. There was no sort of uh, there, there was no complications or damage to it. So this this thing is not inflatable like a tube in your pool is inflatable i mean the material is very durable uh, the material from what i've seen is is similar to the material that composes the spacesuits that they use so it's 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 okay. very heavy duty and like this company bigelow aerospace this guy is investing so much money into it it was on a 60 minutes piece that's where i saw it and it's Love a really, yeah, it's incredible. It's a really huge play. So I really hope it works out. Wait, wait. This is my only question, though. 
based on this picture that I'm seeing where it looks like when you walk in, it's like a spiral staircase. Is this so people could like what, like live there or just hang out for an hour? Like, what is the purpose of it to like live and bring a couch and have a fridge? And like, I don't understand. Basically, that's the beauty of companies like SpaceX and Bigelow Aerospace. Can you say his name one more time? Bigelow. Yeah. Like Deuce Bigelow. I was just going to say someone. Space Gigolo. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Is someone there named Deuce? Because that would be amazing. Again, if you're a Jeff Bezos and you want to have your own trailer in space, that's that's what's incredible about this. It's basically if you have the money, it's it, it, the sky's the limit. It's not like NASA back in the day where you had to be part of the space program right. to go to space. This whole commercial space flight revolution that's happening right now is allowing if you have the dough that you'll be able to get one of these. And so, in, what does this go for? Do they say or? they didn't say because they're still testing it out, okay. and the, they just had tests with an actual astronaut going inside of Probably it. Probably hundreds of millions. It, it, I, I'm sure since it's inflatable, it's not going to be too ridiculously expensive, right? But he did show in the piece on 60 Minutes with Laura Logan that you can outfit. I love her and, voice. Oh, she's so hot. And you can pimp this thing out. Just watch it. it it's on CBS.com. And the video is She has a weird accent, though. Her voice is really nice, but she has a very weird accent. Let's not mess with perfection. I, I think the overall sentiment is that it's all about the future. The future in right. space, the future technology, the future that we're putting into cars. cars it's yeah. just, the future. It's all future, about future. this future way of, of just looking at all the things that we have and how we could improve on it and be greener and technologically advanced. Right. And it, it, it's only a matter of time before this thing becomes a reality because as we've all seen from many YouTube videos, you get a couple of kids in a bounce house and a wind and the wind kicks it up. That thing is, it's out of there. This is a little bit so more thing, sophisticated than a bounce house. Probably shoot right up <laughs> out of space. Um, so, We'll be right back. When we come back, we have a great uh, rest of the show for you. Um, We have a great guest coming up, Louis Tuminero uh, from the Outdoor Channel. The Gunfather is going to be joining Will and I in the studio, and uh, it's just a great interview about how they connected. Will used to work for him. He used to work for Will. And everything that they learned in in the car audio space and cars and all that great stuff. So we'll be right back after this. This segment of Unique Radio is powered by the legendary brands of Harman International, including JBL, AKG, and Soundcraft. Connected car, connected services, lifestyle audio, or professional solutions, the brands of Harman International have you covered. Visit them on the web at harman.com. H-A-R-M-A-N.com. Check it out, everybody. I got a special friend and a special guest right now on Unique Radio, and I am very happy he's here, and we have tremendous amount of history and stories to tell you guys. What's up, Louis T, a.k.a. Gunfather? Woo! What's up, baby? <laughs> How is my brother, Will Castro, doing? Your brother is doing very good, very focused, very happy, blessed, and all of that, but forget about that. How is my brother from a different mother out there in Montana? First off, how is it doing? I mean, I mean, obviously it's a it's a nice time right now in Montana. I, I would assume because I I've been there, I've stood there with you. Even though you cut the heat off in my room, I will never let you down on that. <laughs> yo, do you, nice. Yo, in in Louis's backyard, you see fox. I, I thought I was seeing things. There's fox. There's deer. Oh, man. I mean, my one of my favorite places when I went with uh, Louie in Montana was The Edge. Nice. But, Louie, tell us a little bit what's going on and how is it in Montana right now? Well, Montana is very, very different than Long Island. You know, I mean, you know, in Long Island, you go every, you know, every corner, you can go and get, you know, seafood and get in killer restaurants and this and that, you know, and. You know, where I, you know, I decided to come out here with my family and give my family a different lifestyle, you know, and come out here. And, um, you know, my passion was always, you know, guns. And I just one day just picked up and moved my whole family here to Montana and wanted to open up the best gun shop in the West. So, you know, you know how we do it, Will. I came out here and that's what I did. Um, and I got to explain everything to everybody. All the yeah, listeners. for those of us who don't know who Louis is. Yeah, let me explain Louis's background. And I and 
me and Louie go way back, and we and we go back so far back into the automotive world. I didn't know this, Jimmy. I didn't know this when Lou and me and him were working together. I didn't know he had a, a huge hobby. He was very good on eBay, and he was already ahead of the game right. on a lot of things. And he was ahead of the game on the internet with eBay and stuff like that. And I didn't know he had a hobby for you know gunsmithing. Like he he's not talking about when he's talking about guns. He's doing collectibles. He's doing you know coat pythons. You know right. some really high end stuff. Right. And I didn't know that. You know, and 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 I'm like Louis. Every time I've known Louis all my life is that. Me and him go way back in, in the automotive concept days, the Main Street stereo days, um, when we were just killing it out there. Like, just right. basically everything got a body kit, everything got a stereo system, and everything got uh, BBS wheels. You know what I'm saying? Nice. I mean, and, 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 and yeah, so, 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 cuz I gotta, right now, we gotta get you through the, I gotta bring you back in time. Back in time. Nice. So, we gotta bring him back. You know, we're going to get Jimmy a little bit on those boards instead of him looking at me. We're going to get him going on those little sound effects back in time. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get him working on those boards. Work with us. We're on episode eight. We're just getting going here. So, you know, bear with us. You know, we are on Unique Radio. I got my brother on right now, Louis T. If you don't remember him, he had Automotive Concept on Sunrise Highway. Then he stepped it up bigger and took over a monument staple in Suffolk County Main Street Stereo. Lou, can you walk us through the time that we went through in the 80s and these decades? Well, I got to tell you, I, um, you know, I mean, I started out back in the car business early mm-hmm. like you did, you know, with Willie Shape and Shine. Mm-hmm. You know, I was overworking at the truck shop in Sayville. Yes. Lift kits and wow. all kind con- and we doing cars and doing trucks and you know, I was just at that level where, you know, I'm managing this place and I'm like, yo, I can do this on my own. Like, you know, how old did you Lou? How old would you say you was then when you was at the truck shop over over there? I was in my early twenties, man. Wow. Wow. Yep. I mean, you know, I remember, I remember being the manager of that place when I was 21 years old, buying a brand new Corvette, Corvette convertible at 21. <laughs> I know, I know about those Corvette wow. days. You were killing it with, <laughs> and, and, and and I think, yeah, Lou just came out. He he was like, he didn't go with the coupe. Like, you know, some guys are just stepping. Yo, I'm gonna right. get that entry level Corvette. <laughs> My man's coming out the convertible. Nice, <laughs> just Always, killing man. it. Always. <laughs> Is that when you and you had hair? Yo, <laughs> Lou is chilling. He already had his. <laughs> I had to put that out right there. Now, right now, right now, right now, I got the uh, Vin Diesel look. Uh, nice. Yes, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into the Vin, Vin Diesel. <laughs> I want to bring every. I want to bring our listeners um, a little bit back into time. Like basically, what got you into cars, Lou? And what was your first car? I know the Corvette wasn't probably your first car, but bring us into what well, got you into wanting to work at the truck shop. And, and actually have a passion for it. I, uh, I just, I loved cars my whole life, even as a little kid, even hearing the sounds of exhaust on cars, you know, and just admiring them. And, uh, and I just kind of, I just walked into the truck shop one day, which is in Sayville, which is right in our hometown. And I just asked for a job and I was sweeping the floors. And, uh, and I, was, I was just out of school and I, it was not a great job. But I just wanted to be around what my passion was, was cars. So I worked myself up. Within six months, I was managing the entire company. Wow. wow. And you, you know, were doing the ordering? Just, uh, you, you were doing all the purchasing, running the shop, all that stuff, right? I was, do, I was doing everything, doing all the buying, going on the road, um, taking all the car dealerships. Okay, we had 30 car dealerships that we were doing. We were going in there. Dressing up packages just like you do your your team unique Jeeps mm-hmm. all over you know all over the East Coast. I know you're doing those, yep. and I was doing that on a smaller level, you know you know on the island. He's you know, being humble. State New York, New Jersey, but uh, we were putting up the packages everywhere, and that was kind of like how a lot of things started. You know, I mean, just I mean we can create which you did and and, and I did. We can create our own packages. Yes, yeah, and and that's true. And then, so what made you go? Okay, so that took us right through that time there in the truck shop. And then, what made you and 
and who inspired you to open up a shop in Bay Shore? You know, by the Mazda dealership. When you know when you was over there, Automotive Concept. What made you uh, inspire you to do that? Well, you know, I mean, going into business is scary. You know, so here it is. I'm 21 years old. I'm driving this Corvette convertible. Okay, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing good. I got this, you know, steady salary coming in. I'm doing good, and I wanted to go to the next level. So what do I do? I sell my convertible. Okay, I had a little bit of money saved. I buy a Cavalier. Wow, <laughs> Chevy Cavalier. A little bit of a downgrade Big shot to there. Cavs. No, and no yeah. less, dude, no less. It was a Cavalier wagon. Oh. oh. Hey, I had a Taurus wagon. Go ahead. <laughs> you decided to go full full tilt on that, huh? Yeah. I'm not just going to get a Cavalier. Let yeah, me go ahead and so, get the you know, wagon. I, mean, I just wanted something to go from point A to point B, Jimmy. You know yep. what I'm saying, yeah? And then... Um, you know, and, and I, and I opened up next to Mazda dealer. And the reason why I opened up next to Mazda, I sat down with the guy and I said, Hey, listen, you know, I go, I want to open up my own shop. You know, I, you know, I'm working over here at this place, but I'll rent from you. If you give me so many cars a month to be able to put out uh, on your front line, like what you do, Will, yep. you know, with team unique and, and let me put a half a dozen cars out there, you know, and sell one, pay me, sell one, pay me. So this way here, I know on, on a monthly basis I could make it, you know, because scary. You go into business and, you know, Will, I mean, we did, Will, we grew up. We had no money, bro. Absolutely. It yes, it's true. And it, it is scary for all you young, uh, young guys out there that's planning on getting into business. Just know, you know, it is scary. But as long as you have a dream and you have the willpower uh, and you're, you have the passion don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. You just got to work for it. anything that you want. You have to work hard for it, and you just keep positive people and and just work hard, and, and it does pay off, you know. And 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 and, and okay. So so when you was there at at the at the at the dealership over there by Mazda, I remember you had you know some lines. You had stereo. Well, <laughs> yeah, you should tell. Them. Yeah, I think you didn't have any lines, but they had to give you some lines, didn't you, for some audio lines because you was selling so many. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that story. I mean, he's retired now, but right. was it was, was it Pete Maselli or was it? <laughs> yeah, it was Pete from Alpine. You know, it's funny. It's like you know, I mean, we were young, and 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 you know, I mean, me and Will we were young, and and we just we were just trying to get it all, you know. And and if they wouldn't give it to us, you know, a manufacturer, well, we'd go out and buy it from someplace else because if somebody's going to come in and ask me for an Alpine head unit, I'm not going to tell them. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't I do don't it. Have right. one. Yeah. Yep, that's true. And at so, that time, right, know, Lou, I, it, they, I had, there was a commitment, right? I had right? to go out and I, I, exactly, you know, I mean, I want to tell all the young guys, Will, it's just really, really important to anybody that wants to open up their own business, okay? And this is the God's honest truth. When, when I started, okay, so I would go out all day long and hit car dealerships and have our store right on Sunrise Highway, you know, in Islip, and I would go out all day, so that's eight, ten hours. And I would pick up whatever cars, you know, and bring them back to the shop. And then I didn't have any installers back in the day. So I went back into the shop and then I'd work till two, three in the morning, putting all the accessories on the vehicles to bring them back to the dealerships the following day. Yeah. I mean, started all over again. I mean, you just don't start, you don't, you don't just start out with a crew. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta work yourself up. Yes. You gotta work yourself up and, and so you can get a whole team together. And then things just start working like a machine, but you got to put the work in in the beginning, and it's a lot of hard, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of long hours, and a lot, and, and there's a lot of dead ends. I mean, sometimes you have to just figure that way out, and that's growing pains. That's growing pains. Yeah. Um, but but, we, but what but what keeps everybody, what keeps guys like you and me on top of our game in our companies, okay, is the fact of it's our work and it's our team. Our teams are flawless, mm-hmm. and our work is flawless. You put out great work, okay? Thank you, Cos. From your great team, and you will always have repeat business. Always. That's why we've been doing this for so long. I mean, longevity is everything. Um, and, yeah. you know, obviously, we're, we're 30 years into this now, Lou, and, and, you know, we've been doing this a long time, and we're going to bring our listeners a little bit through a story. Uh, so Louie was in Bayshore, Sunrise Highway, Bayshore, New York, in Long yep. Island, and I was in Brentwood on Suffolk Avenue. So like, if you, if we're gonna try to bring you to through 
basically what the neighborhood was like. Okay, so I was like in the I'll boys let, in the I'll, hood. I'll let you tell everybody. No, no, no. I was like, in the, no, no. You're gonna take it on your side of the town. I'll take my town was like boys in the hood, All right? All right. We was in the boys in the hood. Then right. Lou was in in an area where it was like Bronx Tale. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There you go. I think I can. So you know what, Lou? You take it from there because I can get I can get carried away All and right. I'll just talk forever. Okay. Let's put it. Re- let's put it real simple. Guidos and stockbrokers. <laughs> Guido and stockbrokers. I like it. So you had the okay. So you, so basically, so I, what would they? It's a little tricky because at the end of the day, um, you would have guys over there with the with a, with a gold chain and a horn yep. on, the, on a, a horn on the neck, like a red <laughs> horn, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not a red and then, horn, it's an Italian horn. <laughs> It goes in Italian on. There you go. Nice. So here you go. So here we go. So hold up. So we have that chain, and then you go to my side, of, and you go to my shop. Right. My man is rock, rocking a, a a rope chain. Right. The four finger ring. Right. <laughs> the hat backwards. Right. The Adidas With the Adidas hard, hard, hard shells. shells. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So we had. So basically, Unique had our clientele, and then the urban clientele. Yeah, and then you got Louis has his clientele, the suburban clientele. Yeah, the, well, suburbia. Yeah, I guess a little suburbia, but also right. like, uh, like he said, Guido-ish. Right. Right. They're Guidos. Okay, so what? And, and the Guidettes. And oh yeah, so there you go. Let the listeners know how me and you connected when we were both doing cars. Right. I was in Brentwood. You was in Bayshore. Bayshore. You were doing certain style cars. I was doing certain style cars. Maybe you walk through the listeners a little bit. You know, here it is. I'm in Bayshore, you know, and I got, you know, a half a dozen Corvettes outside, convertibles, coupes, this and that, Porsches, and killer cars sitting outside all kitted up and so on, stereo systems. You know, but I got to tell you, like, I got some guys with me and Will were super close to each other. We were only a few miles away from each other, you know, in, in, in a town that's only, you know, one town away from each other. So, but I got guys pulling up in, like, 190 Mercedes, 300 Mercedes, White wheels, rag tops, gold packages, and I'm like, yo, and, and and people are telling me they're like, yo, like you know, yo, yo, Will Castro, you know, you know, over at Unique, man, they did that, and I'm watching what you were doing. Like I was, I would to be honest with you, Will. I mean, I ain't gonna front. Like, like you were putting, you know, like under light kits in back in the day, and you were doing things that I wasn't doing. And uh, I remember one day coming down to your shop and walking into your shop, man, and just coming down there and just being like, hey, what's up? what's going on? And, you know, and I never, ever once had a problem with, with Will or there was never an argument. There was nothing because it was like we weren't competing with each other. We had our own clientele. It was like it was just I thought it was awesome. Yeah, we had our own lanes and we had our own niche. And, you know, we it's, it's weird. We're like. People really won't know this too much, but me and Lou are like, we are like brothers. We're a lot alike. Yeah. OCD. Uh, when we were young, we were a little edgy. You know, we could be a little annoyed easily. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we might have had a little. When, when you were younger. I think we, I think we can, yeah. So we might carry that a little bit with us. So, you know, I'm sure yeah. that he heard things and I've heard things about him. I'm like. Oh shit, Lou's here. This could be a headache, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this yo, may we got or not turn out and well. now, yeah, and and, I'll, and and let me tell you something. Since that time, I mean, we've always had mutual respect for one another, and we built such a brotherhood friendship that is to this day. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could say that with a lot of people, and they say, "Yo, we're family." Like, nah, he's family. So, and that's, what year did back. you guys meet, man? You pro- I mean, I, I, would, I, would think, I would think that we had to meet in the uh, in the eighty two, eighty three area. Yeah, wow. That area. Yeah, long, long time ago. You know, in the eighties. Um, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here right now. You know, and I'm going back. And in nineteen eighty five, you got Willie Shape and Shine. Okay. Crazy. Nineteen ninety, unique conversions. Okay, which is how I met Will right there. <laughs> yep. Okay, and I knew where his other store was. Okay, in Belport. Right. Yep. All right. Then you got Unique Auto Sport. Yep. In 1999, right across the street from the Coliseum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then you got 2003. Willie opened up a mausoleum of a <laughs> of a car customizing store. But this ain't like about me though, cuz. Cuz yeah, 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 yeah. this is about you. This is about you though, cuz. Cuz. So 
but tell me what inspired you now from let's bring the because I, I want you to because you have an inspiring story in the automotive and also in the business entrepreneur uh, as a young guy now what made you jump in and say yo i'm gonna buy main street stereo like what made you say like what made you do that uh my brother-in-law calls me up one day my sister's husband and he goes and i'm and, and i'm at automotive concepts you know, I was doing good. Like, I was doing good. But again, our personalities, Will, mm-hmm. just, I, I wanted more. So um, Jimmy comes up to me, and he goes, you know, Louis Main Street's for sale. And so I'm like, get the hell out of here. He's like, yeah, he goes, but I don't, because I want to be partners with you. I'm like, okay. So I went down there. I talked to the owner, you know, who started the place back in the 70s, the largest stereo store in Suffolk County. And to be honest, to, to me to find that who was that he Dean in the store, like he was losing it. So I didn't realize this. And and I walk in there, and a guy goes to me like this. I'm there for ten minutes, and he goes, "How much money can you give me right now to buy this store? Cash?" <laughs> oh my God! You know, and I'm serious. You know, and and I I, I offered him an amount of money, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Jimmy. Jimmy opted out. And uh, I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. I bought Main Street Stereo. Within 30 days, I was in the hospital with a stomach ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you having a were you having a stroke that you was buying Main Street Stereo at that time? This is what happened. I buy Main Street Stereo. Okay, one day I'm good, I'm clean, I'm 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 raking it in, and the next day I'm 700k in debt. Oh my God. <laughs> You actually, I know so, one, one thing about you, you took a lot of risk. And, 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 and for all you young guys out there, believe me, if you want to get in business, you do have to take a risk in a lot of different ways. Not only just financial, but also health. Right, right or wrong. It just, it, 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 it and happiness. Me, bro, like, so here it happiness. is. I'm so excited that I own this place. I'm so excited. I'm there till three o'clock in the morning every night, designing things the way I want, ripping the place apart already. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I buy the building, I buy the business, and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm in debt. But I- I'll tell you right now, to all you young guys, the first year I owned that building, the first year in business, I paid half of my note in full in 12 months. Wow. Was it you or was it that huge neon sign that said, Vipers, come here? <laughs> Can I ask you? No, cuz I got to ask you something. Did you get a check from Viper? You had to get a check from Viper back then, didn't you? That's a huge. Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, so you was already so you was already doing POP sponsorship back then. Dude, I was dude, I was getting 10k a month just to have a sign outside. See, look, nobody that's taking care of the mortgage. Yeah. You see? Oh, look, and look, some. I, I I know you was. I I just because it was such a huge sign. Right. You couldn't miss it on Sunrise Highway. This pink yeah. this pink screaming vipers. Right. Come here and get your starts. Right. I mean, I went in there. I went in there uh, one it time. 30, it, was, it was 32 feet long. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Yo, who? It was obnoxious. I, I, everybody, so, everything in Long you Island did was obnoxious. <laughs> Yo, everything was like. The, then, then you had the mural Main Street Stereo, which yep. it started out. I think with, with I don't know who, who was the original guy that did it, and then I know that you had one of my my guys that uh, that was actually I met him at your shop was Remy. That was also you know doing. He did the mural there, which was. Have Willie? Do you realize the back and forthness in mining your life with each other and our employees? I know. We're, uh, Do you realize, it, Will? It, like, like Will, I, I, I got Remy doing signs on the side of the building in the most sickest artistic. I mean, it looked like you were going down a highway on the side of the building. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yet? To you know, to to Remy being with you, I just, it's just me and you. Like we've lived in each other's lives our whole lives. I know. Let me tell. This is how you know that we're like family. So uh, this is God's honest truth. I got to give him this story, please. So I I I wind up closing down 
had probably a, like a, a mental lapse, burnt out. I get those after ten years. Right. This, this business, is where this business could do. This is where a, were you? This was in Brentwood. Brentwood. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I just said, yeah, I need a break. So I take a break, and then I said, man, I gotta, I gotta pay these these bills. And um, I look in the paper. I'm looking at Newsday. Big shot to Newsday. <laughs> right. yeah. So I'm looking at Newsday, and it says help wanted. And I think I asked my uncle. Bobby Torino. And I said, listen, uh, Louis looking for a manager. Do you think I could qualify? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I asked him to call him. And he goes, I'll call him for you. Don't worry about it. So he says, tell, tell Will to call me. And I called him. And Louis goes, yeah, come on in. And I'll talk to you. Louis has his office, this executive office. The whole thing is the, the whole upstairs. Right. He has a tanning bed up there. Oh, I want to give God. you guys a little visual of my guy. He has a tanning bed up there. So just imagine. So I'm oh coming in there, God. and then he has these girls that uh, these there was at the time. It was these these two three girls that worked at the shop, right? And yeah. it looked oh, like yeah. you was going to a casino. Do you ever see like a casino girls that walk around? Mm -hmm. That's what it was like. So I'm like, what's going Drinks. on here? I thought I was like extravagant I, when I came to his store. Everything was pristine. Everything was, you know, had the black carpet. That's why I get black carpet for it, by the way, everybody. My black carpets are from Louis. Me and him, it just at the end of the day, we bite from each other. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We trade off on a lot of things together. So I go in there and I said, listen, Lou, I, I, you know, I'm, can I talk? I'm a little embarrassed. I'm like, wow, you know, I closed up Unique and I want to get a job. And uh, at that time, I had to close it down. I just, I just was burnt down. I was like, listen, I don't want to do this no more. Because what happens is, Business can overwhelm you sometimes. So I just need a little reset. So, but you know what? You lose the passion. I had some time on my hand. I said, you know what? Let me talk to Lucy. He can definitely use my, my help. Go there. It comes upside. Boom, boom, boom. And you, you want to take it from there, Lou? Or no, I think you can take, you can take yeah, it from I'd there. Be happy to take it. Can I bring you back, no, to, I'd bring be you happy back to there? I take it from there. I think that I feel that I should be taking it from here. Yes, please. So listen to this. So this is the passion. This is the passion of my brother. Comes in. Okay. Bobby calls ahead of time. You know, Bobby's a high-end car dealer. A lot of respect in the neighborhood. You know, so, so Will's already coming in with, with a lot of respect, even though, I, I, I mean, I, I already know him anyway. But still coming in with a, with a killer phone call. And then he comes in and he's like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I wanna, I'm interested in, you know, in your manager's position. We sit down. We're talking. And. I said, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'll, I'll think about it, you know, I'll think about it. And just what I loved about you, Will, was that, yo, know, dude, you came back, like, the next day, and you're like, well, well, well what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, like, he like, didn't give no, me the job no. right then and there. He's like, right. he was, like, skeptical. He's like, yeah, okay. And, 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 and by the way, everyone, let's just bring this back. Let's dial it down. This was 1992. 1992. Yeah, yeah. this is probably 1992. And I know yeah. because my brother, go ahead, you can take it from there. <laughs> I just want to reel it back. It was it was a time that I I, I, I just I needed a reset, and yeah. I needed that that passion again. And me Willie, and Louis would go to Willie, go ahead because we were going to bars Willie, after we work. It was just a great time. So Willie com Willie comes in and he comes in and and he's like, yo. This is my position. Like, this is my position. He goes, you have no idea. This is what he's telling me, though. You have no idea how I'm going to increase your business, who I know. And I was kind of looking for somebody, you know what I mean? But, you know, Willie just, he hit all the targets. So, you know, I hire Will. Will comes in. You know, he's managing. He's running everybody. He's running the whole show. And then what does Will do? Will breaks out. The Rolodex. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because, bro, you got the you got the Rolodex of all Rolodexes, bro. So tell me what tell me what happened then. So Louis was so Louis gave me the best job in the world. He goes, Will. They would they would be the workers would be they were like, Louis, Will's not here all day. It doesn't matter when he comes back. He's coming with a large check. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got. So, so everyone was Will complaining that job, you weren't there. Right, he'd be out yes. a lot. Yes. And you know what Will would be? Will 
would be at the Jets complex. He'd be at Madison Square Garden. He'd be he Will would be, and next thing you know, people are like, "What's going on? Where where is our manager?" And next thing you know, Will's pulling in pulling up with a brand new Range Rover. Hey, Louie, this one's getting a forty thousand dollars system. Let's get going on it. And then if you look at Louie, I mean, this is he's the smile just goes from one ear to the other. He's right. like, "Come on, come on, cuz let's go to the bar." <laughs> Uh, Yo, we you know, had I mean, such a Will, blast. Uh, now, Will, I, Will, I'm going to be honest, Will. Like, I would have never had the kind of clientele and and those and those big, big, big jobs that 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 we did have if it wasn't for you, bro. And and, and you know that, dude. I mean, you know what you brought. You know what you have. You know, and and like you know, you know, when a jet player just signs signs on, you know, and he gets a four million dollar signing bonus. And the guy walks into your shop and he wants to do a $60,000 video system in his car. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, you brought that oh, to the man. table, bro. Those were the days, huh? Yeah, those were the days. So, so, so here we go. So this is, a, this is a real true story. So things are going well. I'm like, why do I need a shop? I have Louie's shop right. doing my, the installs. Right. Louie's giving me a great break off. Right. Life yep. is lovely, but I didn't know. Lou in the back of his head was like, he didn't want to do the car stuff. Like he was about to go through his reset, right? And it was going. Yep. And then I'm like, I'm looking through the paper. I'm looking through this paper, and I'm like, Newsday again. Right. Big shout out to Newsday <laughs> again. So I'm looking at Newsday. Business opportunities come. Mm-hmm. Says here, stereo shop for sale. I'm like, wow. Let me read this thing. I'm like, oh, hold up, that's my number. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> I come, yo, Louis knows this. He's upstairs on a Monday morning in the tanning booth. I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Oh I'm yeah, like, Jimmy. I'm coming. I, yeah, he, he's in the tanning booth, and I go upstairs. I go up and I knock, I knock on the door. Hey, what's up? Well, I was like, yo, can I talk to you for a second? He's like, yeah. So I take out the paper. I'm like, what the hell's this? Do I need to find a job? He goes, oh shit, I was gonna talk to you about that. <laughs> I'm like, when was you gonna talk to me about? As <laughs> so soon as he cashed the check. <laughs> I'm out of here. You ever watch the movie Billions? Yeah. He goes, I was going to tell you, but I didn't, I didn't want to ruin the whole shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, so I'm like, this is right here. So I'm like, so I said, I get it. We're, we're doing all these big installs. This is the one to sell it. So we, we he gets this other guy in here to buy the store. This little dweeb. Uh. <laughs> I won't, I won't sorry, mention any Will. names. Nah, he was cool. I'm sorry, Will. <laughs> he was he was cool. Yeah, but he, but he, I, I had the best cool. boss in the world. I had the best boss in the world. It was Louis. Right. I had such a great time. And it was and it was not a long period. It was a short period. So he he brought this other transitional thing in. And I'm like, all right, we'll make it work, whatever. It didn't work. And we wouldn't be talking about unique um auto global MTV, the whole shebang, right. you know, from the Uniondale, uh, Uniondale uh, days to Holbrook to where we are today. Right. If it wasn't for this guy that took over Louis' shop, if Louis never sold the shop, right? I don't know. I don't know where the world this would, would have be. no idea. I don't know. I, I right. wouldn't know. I wouldn't have an idea. Right. But but he did it, sell. It put, I think I think it pushed you again, Will. I think it pushed you it and did. gave you the drive. It did. To, 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 to just say, yo, I'm on it again. And yes. that's it. You know what I'm saying? It was this I kid. Have to be honest. This kid came in, and his mother, I don't know, the mother was working there, too. It was just, a, it was crazy, this, this, this situation. But the mother goes. I'm sorry, Will. No, it's okay. <laughs> the mother goes. <laughs> no, no, it was actually a, a blessing. The mother goes, oh, no. Because Louie always said, said, you know, we would go to CES and this and have a good time. Right. And they got people, they, they all look up to that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going, you know, I'm going to CES. Uh-huh. No, the, the lady goes, uh, no, you're not going to CES. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, no, only, only the owner. I said, oh, okay. So I guess I need to be an owner, too. Yeah. I guess this is my last day of work because right. nice. I'm going to CES. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I said, well, listen, guess what? The Rolodex is coming with me. Right. <laughs> so we'll see how this works out. Right. And Lou is a planner. He really is. So... What got, made you, know, you move my, to Montana? Like I got my company here. You know, we're we're super successful. We're super super busy. You know, um, I've been here for ten years now, bro. You know what I mean? And what and, made you uh, move there, though, Cuz? What made you move to Montana and 
and open a gunsmithing store. Tell me, walk me through that whole well, this process. Is what happened was is with history when, and all when that. You, when you opened up Unique after Main Street Stereo, and then I sold Main Street. You know, and I sold. Then I started working for you over at Unique in Uniondale. Yes, I do remember that. Yep, you helped me out tremendously. Yep, so I worked for you, and I'd be sitting right across the street from the Jets complex, and these guys would be coming in, dropping mad loot, you know, all the players, <laughs> you know? I mean, crazy. Um, and then, you know, after that, then I just kind of sat down with my wife, and I, you know, my, ho- my, my hobby was always guns. You know, I love cars. Cars was my first, number one, but... Um, what you driving you know, right I mean, now? I just, what, what, what you driving right now? What, do you, what car you got? Uh, I got a brand new Denali pickup. Nice. nice. I got to yeah, take but, care of but, but that that I used, you know, for filming and so on and so forth. My everyday driver car. Okay, I'm 53 years old. My everyday driver car, 225,000 mile Ford Ranger. The Ford Ranger. I was in that. Nice. Thing. I know what that Ford Ranger. Let me tell you something. There's no lights out there. How many miles has that thing got on it, Lou? Doesn't matter. He drives two miles home. <laughs> Two hundred and twenty-five thousand. Two twenty-five, not bad. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you know what it is when you get to a certain level. Like, like I know Willie. I know Willie's got a Dodge Dart and stuff like that. Like, absolutely. I don't yeah. care what I drive. It's like I know who I am, what I am. Right. We've grown. Like, I think that like guys like me and Willie, we've grown already. And that was a time when you had to drive nice cars and have them and care about what people thought about you. But now it's just. I just I'm just passionate about what I do and how I do it and my family, you know, and God and and and, and all those other things. They don't become as important to you anymore as you get older. And I, that is true. I'll, I'll be honest. That's very true. I mean, I just think that when you do get to a certain age, um, it the passion doesn't leave. The material things leave. You don't need the materialistic things that you don't need anymore. Right. You don't need to shop for stupid things. But that's not to say that you don't want to, you know, when you're young, you don't want to, you know, get those things because those are like achievements when right. you're young and you're growing, growing, you know, growing through age and going through life. You want to just, you know, hey, I want to get this. I want to get that. And that's good. That's all, you know, those are achievements right. that you want to set for yourself and materialistic, materialistic things. I'm sorry. But, <clears throat> but when you get older, you don't need those things. Right. You know, it, it just the simple things make life happy, to be honest. Which is family. Yeah, yeah, Will, remember a whole part of this whole story that we're not even telling everybody? Do you remember when we, when I owned Main Street Stereo, I bought a bar? Oh, let's talk <laughs> about that. Freddie B. <laughs> yeah. Freddie Baxter. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so he had the Main Street Stereo, uh, Main Street Bar. And Lou, we, it, we would just. Where was, was this? No, Lou, what made you buy that bar? Did you just wake up and just like, yo, I want to buy that? No, I think you was you used yeah, to hang I, out there. I, I was out with I was out with my wife on a Saturday night, and I walked into this local pub in Savo, which <laughs> is the same town, not on the major highway, on the smaller highway. Um, and I just, it was mob scene in January. It was like just mobbed. And I looked at the, I knew the, I knew the bartender. I said, yo, man, this place is a gold. He goes, Lou, he goes, we're killing it here. I go, any bars for sale in town? And he goes, yeah, as a matter of fact, there's a bar right around the corner, Joe and Mary's. He goes, um, it's a little little tiny place. It's real nice. He goes, uh, he goes, give the guy a call. Dude, I bought the place the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> yo, but see, that's how nice. We, yo, I don't know how Lou did his deals. I would have loved to just be a fly on the wall. Right. But Lou just makes these deals. Like, yeah, I, I bought it. It's done. Right. It's already done. And then all of a sudden, he done. just puts his own the little, next morning. He puts his own little flavor into it, right? And it's already done. So, how many times did you need to get a cab coming out of that bar? Because <laughs> oh, I know you don't drink and drive. So, tell me how many times did you get? Yo, every time we used to be in there, it just you just get drunk, right? Done. Monday night football, but you know, done. Well, that's one of the perks of owning a bar, right? I mean, oh my God! Well, we were very, part. very fortunate because Will Will brought a lot of things to the table again. Like I, I would have never been able to do things like with the connections that you got, Will. Like, like on Monday nights, we always had three to five jet players <laughs> bartending 
Yeah, bartending. Ben, like, bartending, yeah. So all I did was, hey, Lou, check you it out. You know those were the rookies. I said, no, they wasn't. Uh, <laughs> what? Brian no. Cox was, there. Brian no, Cox was Willie, there. Willie was bringing, Willie was bringing big names to yeah, the bar. we had all the guys coming. So, te- so check it out. So you're telling, me Brian, you're telling me Brian Cox was bartending. He was there. Wow. Well, he wasn't bartending. Oh, okay. But Freddie what... B was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had we had we had a bunch of guys, but but big shout out to the Jets. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah. big shout out, man. My day was, you know, hey, listen, we sending a limo. He would send a limo to, to Hempstead. I knew what time they got off practice. Yeah. I was like, listen, you're not going home. Just yeah. jump in this just jump in this limo. Don't worry, we're gonna have all the friends that you need out there. Right. And we're gonna have all the booze. Right. And we're gonna have all the food, all the refreshments. Yes, all friends. kinds of all kinds of sable refreshments. Yo, these guys can eat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right after practice, too. You know they were hungry. <laughs> this is what Willie told me. Willie's like Louie. He goes, "This is because this is how Willie rolls." Okay, watch. He go like this. All right, Louie, how many how many players do you want? He goes, "You have to limo them in a new limo, not some you know hoopty limo." Okay. And he goes, and you have to feed the guys. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, no problem. You know, so sometimes we'd have between three and five bartenders. We'd be stuffing this place. These guys would be eating 50 chicken wings apiece. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Killing the wing profit. (laughs) The wings wings are going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, But but I mean, but I would have never been able to put that together. Like, you know, the bar was great and so on, but like. Just imagine that, like you're a Jets fan, right? And you're watching Monday Night Football at a local bar with the Jets. With the Jets, that's crazy. That is insane. We had a good time. Me and Lou had a lot of good times, and we're still having good times. So, so Lou, let's bring it back to speed and tell us what you're doing now. I I know that you currently just uh, had a show on the uh, Outdoor Channel, the Gunfather. Uh, Amazing show. Yep. Tell tell us a little bit about what the the experience of you that know, the, process was and, and what you're looking to the future as far as that. Well, the, the funny production. thing is is that, Willie, you've been an integral integral part of my life, my entire life. I think we've bounced off of each other because when I moved out here, what do I do? I put together an absolutely ridiculous gun shop, okay? Ridiculous. Nicest building in the town, okay? And so what do I, I, I like guys like me and you with our personalities, like, you know, and, and us always staying in contact with each other. Like, I want to mimic you, Will. Like, I was like this. I said, well, our shop's done. We're done. Like, what's next? And I kind of said to myself, I can do a TV show like Will. You know, and I didn't know how to go about doing it. You know, and, and Willie, Willie became my manager. And I asked Will, and to be truthful, you know, um, you know, we signed a TV deal. And... I wouldn't have been able to do any of that. You know, Willie managed me the entire time, still does. Um, and uh, we shot a TV show for, I don't know, over two years, you know, called The Gunfather. The two and, seasons, uh, very successful. It's been amazing what it has done <clears throat> for your business. Every day, people are calling. Oh, you're the, you're the Gunfather? Like, you're the guy on TV? And I can understand, you know, with you, Jimmy... And being on TV and Will and the family and Team Unique, it's a very special feeling. Like, like I'm not on TV right now. Like, I'm not. You, you will know? be. And when you are, it's, it's uh, I mean, they're playing reruns of us, but, but like when you're on TV, you don't realize how special it is. People take an interest in your life and they want to they wanna be like you and they want you to share what you've done. And um, I'll be honest, man. I mean, Willie, you're my best friend. In the entire world, well, thank I you, love Chris. you. I mean, I, I I love you, and you know, if you went into my phone, it's you, my wife, my children, my mom, and my dad, and a couple other people. That's all. It's in my contacts, and you know, God's honest truth. I talk to you every day of the week. Yes, we do. We have a very very close relationship, and and I'll be honest, cause I know that uh, you got a lot of things that you're doing. Uh, with Colt and you know a lot of the the stuff that you do, tell tell the listeners a little bit like what Louis does. Um, he does what I do on cars. I'm customizing cars. He's customizing rifles. He's customizing pistols. And why don't you bring us through a little bit of the step by step on what you're doing on that as well? 
So, so what's happened from now being in the TV world? The best part of it, okay? The best part are the people that you meet from being on TV and the doors that open. So, you know, we are organically shooting cults on television just because our family likes cult firearms. Well, when you get a phone call one day from the vice president of the, of the company um, saying, hey, thank you, you know, for representing us and so on, well, we are, you know, we, we are now a, a cult repair center and, um, you know, um, restoration center, service center, and our shop is busier than it's ever been. And, um, again, you know, I mean, the, the doors that open from, 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 from TV, TV's a lot of work, you know, six in the morning to midnight, the entire time you're filming during your production. But the first time that you air, the first time and you get that one first email and someone saying, I love your family, uh, I love you, I, I love what you do, your shop is beautiful, that's what makes you want to keep going. You know, and I've learned all that through you, Will. Honestly, I, uh, we have, I appreciate. We have a beautiful Thank you, gun shop and I'm, and I'm very fortunate. Well, I'm, I'm, so why don't you tell us where we could find you and, you know, your social uh, handles and and your hashtags and where can we find the Gunfather, Louis T. from Long Island? You can find the Gunfather, okay, on Instagram at Gunfather TV. You can find the gun. You can find me, Louis Tumanaro, at you know Louis Tumanaro. You can find us at our at our at our gun shop, which is Custom Shop Inc. Okay, you can hashtag all of those, you know, or you can go to Facebook and and, and the same thing with Facebook. Um, you know, I mean. I ain't got the followers that Will Castro has. Oh, you can you stop that nonsense? Listen, let me tell you something, cuz. You're doing a phenomenal job. We know that uh, you got a great thing going out there in Montana. You got one of the most phenomenal, beautiful, prestigious gunsmithing stores in Montana. Um, and, and let me tell you something. And, that, and, and, and he, put, he put a lot of love into that thing. I know he did. I haven't been there personally, but I saw the pictures of it. It's beautiful. I can't wait to see it in person. So please check out my brother's website. You go on my website. website. You yes. go on to customshopinc.com. Take a look at our shop. People can't. People don't even think that we work in here. It's so nice. Yeah, he. Yeah, you know, he's immaculate. Everything he does, everything's organized, and I know that you take a lot of passion in doing what you do because it was a passion, and now he's doing it every day, and he loves what he does. So, so Cus, thank you for being on. Louis T. from the Custom Shop, Inc. Thank you today for being on here. It's a pleasure, and you know we'll be talking soon. Well, thank you, Team Unique. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Will. I love you guys. Thank you for having me on. And uh, to any of you young guys out there that want to start your own business, don't be afraid. Just do it because Will and myself, we did it, and we came from nothing, so you can do it. Thanks a lot, cuz. Nice. I appreciate the message to all the young ones out there that, that are looking to get into business and, and getting busy. Love you, cuz. I love you guys. Thank all you. Right, well, love you. Right. Unique Radio is powered by Oracle. Oracle has a product range where you will find many of the top brands encountered in the target industries of graphic film, reflective sheetings, and industrial purpose adhesive tapes. Visit willcastro.com and click on the Oracle banner to get a sample card with the newest unique colors by Will Castro. The Oriful brands are known and trusted in the industry for their consistent high quality, backed up by years of industry experience, top customer service, and excellence in meeting market requirements. Visit them on the web at orifilrestyling.com. Hey, if you want to stay connected to the show, follow us on your favorite social media accounts at We Unique Radio. Listen to new episodes of Unique Radio every week on SoundCloud. And make sure you subscribe, like, and rate us on iTunes. You can find us at We Unique Radio. You can check out all my updates, everything on my social, on Twitter and Instagram at I Am Will Castro.